Take off your pants. Unleash your true self. Real unicorns don't wear pants. Oh, hey, money-making unicorns. More presents for you. And you guys are going to really, really love this one today. Um, so clear your schedules because Elizabeth is here and we're going to be talking about some really miraculous fucking story. So I want you guys to get your minds ready to be blown. So Elizabeth, please tell us who the fuck you are and why we should listen to you. <laughs> hey, so I'm um, Elizabeth Eleanor and I help women to, um, you know, passionate women to find the love of their life um, without all that rejection from social media and social dating and, um, by aligning with the codes of creation. So uh, the reason to talk to me is because I've just got this amazing story and stories of how I've found the love of my life and I've just had so many different uh, ways. You know, when you connect in with creation and your higher self and really sink into owning that, um, oh, my God. The, the magic that happens, right? You know this. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have to break it down for us a little bit. Tell everybody exactly what you mean by the codes of creation. So we live in separation. So we live in, you know, really when we were born and that umbilical cord was cut, all of a sudden, we've experienced being separate. And so we're conditioned to believe that we're broken, that we're separate from everything around us. And that happens in the, the first couple of years, right? In like zero to seven, we're really indoctrinated with how should I live? You know, I need food outside of myself. I need clothing. You know, I need to be warm. I need all of these things that are external to myself all of a sudden. And so we are conditioned to believe that we're separate from everything else, but we're actually not. We're, we're part of this quantum field, this higher, you know, consciousness, whatever you want to call it. There, there's something that we're, you know, tangibly connected to that has all of this information that we can access and create and really tune into and align with so that when we're in that space, time collapses, you know, synchronicities happen. That's where magic, you know, like people see it as magic, but it's actually our natural state of being part of who we are and really moving into the expansion of all these codes that are actually like when you, you think of the masculine side, the codes of um, the universe of, of creation, all of them are there for us to access at any given time. But we separate ourselves from it instead because we believe in all of our limitation because we've been indoctrinated and conditioned from a child, right, to believe, you know, we're not good enough, we're not worthy, you know, like we, we start making decisions and define ourselves in certain ways and through that definition we then lock that into our unconscious which loves patterns and doesn't want to change. <laughs> so we're, we're in these patterns of behaviour 
that are so conditioned inside of us that they're silent instructions now. We don't even recognize them to be in us. So we have an idea, we have an inspiration, you know, I want to be a millionaire, I want to find the love of my life, whatever it might be. And within seconds, that software that's running in the background looks at what we've done previously, what, um, you know, the memories and every single memory we've ever had and all of our generational history as well, past lives, whatever, you know, all of this information, but is still limited and decides whether we have the ability and the capacity to do it. And so within seconds, we can talk ourselves out of expanding and growing because of this limitation. So the codes are there to access if we know how to do it, right? It's a really incredible thing because it's something, I mean, all of you guys in the audience, you know, you hear me say this shit all the time, right? Is that separation is the illusion. And once you can really understand what the fuck that actually means, you get tapped back in to the collective knowing that you willingly separated yourself from. It's not something that happened to you. It's something that you chose. You chose to separate mm. yourself from collective knowing. But all you have to do to plug back into collective knowing is actually just release the resistance. When you release the resistance, it's almost like, you know, when they like unlock a phone, you know, it's like you can only be on AT&T, yeah, yeah. you have one carrier, and then you unlock a phone and you can choose whatever carrier. It's kind of like that. Right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and you've got access to everything. But I mean, really, if like people go, why would we do that to ourselves? Right. But the reason is because if we were in the knowing all the time, it would be boring as fuck. <laughs> like well, we would that's, just, yeah, that's it. It's, it's, like, that's it's the, the remembering. Yeah, it's the remembering of the and the journey of exploring ourselves. You know, like ah, oh, this is who I am. Ah, oh, this is who I am now. You know, like is is actually that. It's like being at a park, right, and and going on this ride and that ride and, and having fun where instead of knowing it all and like, oh, I've been on that ride and, you know, I've experienced it already, so why would I do it again? Well, it's for the joy and the fun of it, right? This is something that I used to refer to as a theory when I was a little bit more scared because it sounded crazy. Like, but the more people that I talk to, like you, I'm like, <laughs> we're not crazy. Yeah. We're just right. <laughs> so it's, yes, it's not a theory. Right. It's not a theory. It's a knowing. So the knowing of this is like in your unicorn bones is that there is the collective energy and that we are all one and that we have this willingness to come be human as if we go to Disneyland, right? It's like we go to Disneyland to escape our raised nine to five life or whatever. And we go to Disneyland to experience a theme park because we want to be immersed in the magic. So doesn't it stand to reason that of course, whatever we create as humans is just a recreation of the higher source of the being is that we're just creating it with a world within a world. That's what we do. We duplicate what we know. Theme parks come from the concept of what it actually means to be human. We are just running a theme park right now. And so it's like we're all in that collective consciousness area and, you know, the being, the essence, whatever you want to call it. And we say this is boring because everything serves in one way and limits it in the other. And the limitation of omniscience is it's boring. There's no emotion in omniscience because if you know everything is going to turn out the way it's going to turn out, then you never feel 
excitement or anticipation or even love or joy because what's the fucking point? You already know. So the whole point of being human is to feel your feelings because you've been released from the burdens of omniscience. But the fact is, is that you can tap back into it anytime you want and get back into that collective knowing. I mean, this is how I made a million dollars in my first year because I decided that I wanted to. I decided to release that resistance of it being impossible. Of course, it's not impossible. Other people have fucking done it, right? And so I tap into the collective knowing. And it, it, you know, people say like things like divine download. I don't believe any of that shit. It's just a knowing. It's not external. I just literally know what to do next. And it's almost like if you've ever like driven somewhere, right? And there's like that voice in your head that's like, turn left. And you're like, but the store's on the right. Turn left. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then you turn left and it's like you avoided an accident or a cop or something like that, right? It's just a knowing. And when you learn to listen to this thing, you make millions of dollars, you attract the love of your life, and apparently you heal brain tumors. <laughs> this is also a thing. <laughs> it's absolutely. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, absolutely. When you can tap into that information, uh, it's really interesting that you use that analogy of the car because I've had that experience. I was driving, you know, there was there was heaps of cars. We we're all doing the speed limit. And you know, when you're driving and everyone's doing the speed limit and it's quite crowded, you've really got to be aware of where everything is and and um, be on point. And all of a sudden, I had this thought: I need to change lanes. Yeah. And so I started doing it and I was going to have to squeeze into two, into, you know, between two cars. I started doing it and listening before my logical brain came in. I was halfway through when I thought, what am I doing this for? This is a bit weird, you know, like I'm having to squash in. And just after I did it, the car in front of the car in front of me did an illegal U-turn. And the car behind me had to screech and just stopped. So I would have been totally squashed, right? So that, yeah, absolutely. The the knowing is part of who you are when you tap into it, when you allow yourself. Because if I'd second-guessed that, different story, right? I would have been in a car accident, don't know what would have happened. And so it's... It's tapping into that and going, oh, I've got this theme park and these are the fun things that I'm doing over here. Oh, Nicole's got a theme park over there and she's got different rides. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to go and hang out over there and tap into what's going on over there because if one person can do it, when you tap in, if one person can do it, you've got the potential to do it, right? It means it's possible. Yeah. And that living in that field of the limitless possibility and understanding that the the limitations we have are limitations we simply created as a solution, right? They're solution-based limitations that allowed us to get what we wanted at one point. But it's kind of the, the sentiment of like, the thing that gets you here is not the thing that gets you to the, to the next level, right? And so it's understanding that you create a set of circumstances, almost like a maze, right? It's like if you want to get from point A to point B or like a map, right? If you want to get from point A to point B, then you plug it into the map and you follow the twists and the turns to get to where you wanted to go. But the fact of the matter is, is that there were 97,000 other possibilities of where you could have gone from that map if you picked a different plot point, right? And so when you choose a different plot point, you get a different fucking result. And people have forgotten this. Children remember it. 
if you spend time around mm. little kids when they're like like five, because they're like they gotta be articulate enough to have conversations with you. But like when they're like five, if you talk to their little brains, like they like know all the shit. Right. And it's like they can like remember it and they're so aware of it. It gives me the goosebumps because it's like they're weird and they say weird shit. My my daughter always said weird shit when she was little. Same son. with my son. So I used to say some crazy stuff. I remember him saying, I wish I was a uh, an electro electric pole. <laughs> like like telegraph pole, right? And like it took me a while, but I realized he, he was meaning just energy. Yeah. I wish I was a you know, I wish I was a um, telegraph pole again, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter my daughter was, um, I don't know, she's probably three or four, right? And like, okay, so my son is five years older than her. And so Nathan loved the water as a baby. Like it was like, he like cried if you took him out of the bath, right? He loved the water. He loved to swim, water, water, water. And then when he turned five, he would not get in the pool, would not touch the water. Just, I mean, like wouldn't drink a glass of water, right? Just like hated water overnight. And so my daughter was like two or three and like, we were kind of giving my son a little, you know, a little shit for this. And I was like, dude, like get in the water. Like you used to love it when you were a baby. Right. And my daughter, this like three-year-old terrifying little being looks at me and she's like, brother drowned when he was five. Like, of course he doesn't like the water. And I was like, what? He did not drown when he was five. And she's like, yes, he did. I was like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. I know. Yeah. I um I spiritually woke up or, you know, like became aware of all of this when my kids were growing up. And it was my son that helped me. Yeah. Because yeah, he he um I never told him what he said was wrong or blah blah blah. And he um he told me that before he was born he had all these tools and he left them in my belly. And, um, and yeah, and so about six months later, um, he was he was running past to go somewhere, and he stopped and he said, "Remember those tools I told you about, Mum?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, "You're going to birth them soon." And and I was sitting with a friend, and we were laughing at me, you know, holding yeah. <laughs> these tools. Well, next the next week, I'd gone to a psychic um, because someone had hassled me, like continuously, I didn't believe in them, thought they were charlatans, you know, like I wasn't into any of this stuff. And um, so I went to this charlatan, I went to this psychic (laughs) uh, just to shut my friend up because she kept on hassling me. And um, I walked into this woman's room and she goes, so what are you doing here? You you can do what I do. Obviously, you don't know it. And I thought, oh, you know, she says that to everyone and here we go, you know, like trying to convince me. But my dad, who, you know, my dad died when I was 15 and my dad came through and touched me on on the cheek. It was the first time I felt any sort of energy. And um, next thing, like two or three days of things touching me and it was like I rang her up and said, what's going on? You know, like I've got this weird stuff going on. And she said, oh, they're just happy that you've woken up. And I'm like, who's they? And, you know, and she said, it's okay, you know, and I'm like, well, can I come back? And she said, no. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, the charlatan won't let me come back. Do you want my money? <laughs> but um, it was the best thing that she could have done for me because I then had to work out what was going on and not rely on anybody else. But that's what he was talking about. It took me a while afterwards in reflection. I'm like, and, and I went on this journey and, and 
discovered for myself, um, which was the best way for me because if I'd gone through and, and I actually found a group and ended up um, doing past life regressions for seven years, like really intense training. Um, and, but, you know, my journey was my journey. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I was being taught outside of myself. I learned to listen to myself and to listen to that higher perspective, you know, and it just guided me all the way through, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's such a strange thing when it turns on. I mean, this like, I can remember like instances of feeling it earlier, right? Where it's like, of course, like I, it, the idiosyncrasies, the layering, the the pieces where it clicks in and like, you're like, that was weird, right? <laughs> like you can like see all the yeah. things in hindsight, but like when I like really turned it on and like really started listening to it and then just doing what it said, like regardless of whether I agreed with it or not, that's when all of the shit started to happen in my life because I was listening to the higher self guidance, which is really just the collective knowing, right? And so tapping into, it's it's almost like having like hindsight. Like that's how it feels for me is like, I know what's going to happen. So I, I just do what's, it's like I've done it before, right? So it's it's that feeling of um, certainty that comes through mm. and like that frequency, when you step into certainty, it feels different. There's like a, there's a different vibration in your voice. Like you can hear when people are talking and they're certain of what they know or people who are a little bit doubtful of what they know. There's a, yeah. There's a difference in the way that they talk, right? That's the same, like in your body. Like when you step into the knowing of it and you're in that higher frequency and like, you're not always there, but when you are there, it feels like the solidity like the certainty, the vibration in somebody's voice when they're when they're speaking in that clear authenticity. It's just different. It feels different. Absolutely. And and it takes a little while, right? When yeah. when you're going through this process and understanding how to tap into that. Because, you know, how do you how do you listen to that voice instead of the other voice and which one's the difference? And, you know, like all of the things that come up, you know, for people. Um, that because we're so used to listening to that other, you know, to our unconscious patterning and um, that process of then going through, well, you know, people go into rejecting that voice and it's like, wait a minute, no, this voice kept you safe at one stage. Like let's bring it back on board rather than, you know, rather than saying, oh, my gosh, I'm going back into that, you know, like, no, let's let's bring it back on board and remember it's still three years old or four years old and remind it that that you know there is time and we're older now and it's okay and we can listen, you know, to, to this other voice and all of us come on board because when you can connect in your conscious, your unconscious, and that other aspect I call the superconscious, mm-hmm. you know, that higher self. Um, when you can have all those levels connected, that's when those real synchronicities happen. That's when that, you know, all locks in and aligns. That's the matrix, right? Like stepping out of the matrix and becoming Neo and understanding who you are and, and um, that you have the opportunity to, you know, stop the bullets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gives you the architect feeling, right? When all three of those things like line up and you feel it like click into place, it's like, 
you realize that you're the one programming the robot, right? And it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, there is no spoon. Yeah, there is no fucking spoon. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's such a strange sensation and it's it's hard to describe and it's hard to hold for a very long time. It's like you have this knowing and you go back to it, but it's actually the integrations of those those separations that you create inside of yourself that allows the connection to form. And then that's when you have access to the code piece of it because it's just an internal it's an internal connection, almost like electricity. It just feels like it, it shocks itself, right? And you're like, oh, there it is, a little spark, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so tell yeah. me how, tell me all the amazing ways that you've been using this in your life. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the same with you, Nicole. I've, I've had moments of it, like as you were saying before, like moments where, like I remember when I worked out way back, a single mum, doing all the things, you know, couldn't pay pay my bills. And I had this awareness, what if I just started feeling like I had more money, you know, like and and it it took me four years for sorry, four days from the moment I had that thought and I just started shifting it and shifting it. And um that's the only thing I did. And um all this money came in. That's that's an amazing story in itself. But um Oh man, I have had some amazing experiences in my life. So fast forward to back here and and in this present moment, I um, only about three or four years ago found a hack. (laughs) And so the hack is that um, I do a process called recoding. So we can spend all this time in our conscious that wants to change and do all the things and and have all the amazing, you know, life and all that sort of stuff. But our unconscious that doesn't want to change gets in the way, right? So we've got this internal conflict between the two. But when you can hack into the superconscious where all the codes are, you can actually clear those limitations that are in the unconscious. So I do this process called recoding that does exactly that. So we look at what you want to create, where you're at now, feel the feelings, and then I go up to the superconscious and say all that stuff that's in the unconscious is getting in the way, let's clear it. And it happens because at that level, there is, you know, that's the neutrality. There's no... um there is no right or wrong, good or bad. There's no duality up there, right? So as long as you're having the experience, it doesn't care whether you change it or not, right? So being able to access it and just shift it, and it happens instantly. So when I found that hack, I went from, um, you know, multiple six figures in my business. Um, I moved to the beach and um, lived in a beautiful house. And um, oh, just before that, yeah, I had a, I, I found out. So, so this is the other part of it, right? We think that when you have access to this, our unconscious goes into, oh, now everything's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the spiritual development industry and all, you know, is, oh, you had this thing happen, then maybe there's something wrong with you, you know, like you you go into, you're broken still, right? But life's fucking imperfect. It's just the way it is. So here I am, found, you know, how to do all this hack. And um, 
discovered I had a four and a half centimeter brain tumor. And it was like, I'd been having um, pain for about 12 months. I'm not one to go to the doctor. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually, I was looking after my mum. She was not well and that was my life at the time. I was looking after her and I'd taken her to the doctor and I'd mentioned that I was starting to have this weird thing, um, like this pressure in the back of my head, explained it to the doctor and, and she said, oh, it doesn't sound like anything medical. So that was enough for me not to go back, right? Sounds so good. I was doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was doing all this stuff, chiropractic thing, and it was my atlas. I, was, I used to be a massage therapist, you know, my jaw. I was, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, all the things, acupuncture, you name it, I did it. I was even, someone was going to cut my tongue saying it was, you know, like un- underneath my tongue. I went and checked <laughs> everything out, right? And, um, yeah, got to this point where it was starting to get a little bit worse and I went, okay, the magic that happened is astounding. That particular sequence of events like it was still COVID happening, so there was lockdowns and, you know, hard to get into doctors and all that sort of stuff. I had the thought, yeah, maybe I need to go to the doctor. So where do I go? Ring up the local, you know, the closest one. Happened to get in that day. Walked in to a GP that just happened to be um, who had been a neurosurgeon for four years prior to being a GP. So he picked it up straight away. He said, no, there's something wrong. You need to go and get a CT scan. Got a CT scan the next day. They ring me up, say, you've got to go into emergency. You've got like a piece of fruit in the back of your head. (laughs) Um, That was on the Friday night that I was going into emergency. They said, take your clothes. You're not going to find a neurosurgeon in emergency. Who walks in? Neurosurgeon. He does all the tests. How does someone like you get something like this? You know, you should be presenting with seizures, blackouts, you know, all the things, and you've just got a pressure headache. Um, <laughs> go back home. <laughs> I, I, the things that happened were amazing, including went back into hospital um, uh, on the Monday and my um, business mentor at the time, time said, you've got to have three months off, you know, like just wipe out the rest of the, the you know, the quarter. Um, I'm sitting on my bed in the um, hospital waiting for some tests and I had been using a, a direct debit system that wasn't working for me and someone had told me about Stripe. And um, money has been one of my challenges in my life, right? (laughs) So I don't take a lot of notice of it. And so someone had said, why don't you use Stripe? And I thought, yeah, I'll get, they send me emails, but I never open them, right? (laughs) Yeah. So so I'm sitting on my bed and I get this email from Stripe and I thought, oh, I'm going to move over to that when I get out of here. So um, I'm going to open this thing and it was saying you need to verify who you are. So I thought, oh well I'll I'll verify myself. So sat on the on the hospital bed and, you know, did the photo and blah blah blah. Next thing I know, I get another email from Stripe saying, now that you've verified yourself, we need to give you your payout. And I got thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars put into my account. 
because I hadn't noticed that people were paying me through Stripe. It was going into my accounting software, but it wasn't going into my bank. Mm-hmm. So, so I like it was just one thing after the other of this beautiful flow. Like the last nurse that I saw in the hospital was uh, her name was Angel. The first one I opened my eyes to was Crystal. I had no pain whatsoever. Like the the recovery was just miraculous. The the doctor said. I opened your head and it popped out at me. She got the whole thing. It was just like this amazing flow all the way through, like like it was just a normal day, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that happened. Moved to the beach, um, was living at the beach for a little while and I um, was online all day one day and I had this thought, oh, I might go to the beach and just ground before I make dinner. So I went to the beach, which is down the road from me, and I was the only one on the beach and it was really big waves. So I'm doing a Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and this guy walks past. And um, I've never waved, I've never interacted with anyone while I'm doing a Facebook Live. But he um, waved at me, so I waved back. And um, he uh, he said to me afterwards, you know, you reckon you created it, but I was the one that came back. <laughs> so he kept on walking, but it, from his end, he was like, who the hell's that? And so his higher self was saying, turn around and go back and talk to her. Mm-hmm. So he turned around and, and came and started talking to me and we've spoken every, ever since. His Get this, you know this, but his last name is Make Peace. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we yeah we lived in streets next to each other and never met. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now engaged. We're living together. Um, he's like my best friend and you know lover. He's just this beautiful soul. I've I've never ever had a relationship like this before. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. The the things that you align with, right? including meeting you is, you know, like is is worth the next step for me, you know, like knowing that I was moving into this empire, um, knowing where my future is heading and, you know, how to support more and more people and women to really own their sovereignty and to get to know who they really are and, and actually start consciously creating and then I see your TikTok, right? And it was like, you know, the, the the way you market and the way you do things is so different to everybody else that um, I know that this was, you know, that was my next step in the process, you know. So life continues and so does the magic. It's beautiful. Everything unro- unravels. Like that's the feeling is like it just kind of like opens. Like it's this... It's like once you have the knowing and you see all the pieces, it's like you know what to do next. You notice when there's like – I mean, it's just like the, the the freaking cat in the Matrix, right? It walks by twice and you're like, that's it, right? Follow that cat. No. And so it's like you see these like idiosyncrasies that layer up and the more you bring awareness to it, the more you focus on it, the stronger it gets. Like, I mean, of course, what we focus on expands, mm. but like this this – energy like when you tap into it 
and then you notice it and you you acknowledge it and you like give it its due, it starts to respond more and more to it. And like that, that's how money is too. Right. And I know that like you've also like, you know, tapped into like the money frequency and all of that kind of stuff. And it is, it is that neutrality because money is neutral. It's it, it's not good or bad. It just is, right? It just exists. Money in the hands of good people does good shit. Money in the hands of other people doesn't do good shit at the end, right? Absolutely. It's not, yeah. it's not the money, right? It's the people that are that are using the money that create the outcomes. And so once you understand that and you know that there's that power of the neutrality and you can like really like feel it because neutrality is not the absence of emotion. It's it's all of it. It's all emotion happening simultaneously. It's like a very open feeling. And that that tap in piece. Like I remember that we were we did that first call together, right? And we did that first call and you were telling me all these stories and I was like, God, this lady is so cool. Right. There's just like so many different things, right? And these little tiny stories and the little like the idiosyncrasies and you were so heightened in your awareness of like watching those patterns emerge. And I was like, that's why it works for her. And so when we were working on your offer positioning, because in the beginning you had this like big offer and there was so many different pieces and it just, it was so, it was so wide that it couldn't focus, like the, the energy of it couldn't focus. And that's, you know, what I help a lot of you guys to do is to like, Put it in order. Order of operations fucking matters. (laughs) One thing at a time, right? And so when we take that big energy and we focus it, it just flows. And so it was so astounding to watch you come into nonstop. And like, I remember Liz was like, who is this bitch? Like, why is she making so much money? Like, what is happening? Right? She's like, did you do a call with her? Who is this woman? Right? We were, she was so confused. And I just started laughing. I was like, She's making money because she's in the knowing already. And like all I had to do was like channel her her offer into something that was going to convert for her now. And then it, of course it was going to work because you already had that piece like clicked in. And most people have such a big resistance to allowing the limitless possibilities, but you already had that. And so when we dialed in your offer, of course it just converted <laughs> because why wouldn't it? Right. I mean, absolutely. How many clients did you get? Because it was it was like stupid. It was like a stupid amount in the beginning. Ah, I've got to think. I think it was about twelve or something. Like it was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And can, can I share something that, like, for those people that are not into the spiritual side, like my head works on both ends. Yeah, and um. There's actually this science uh, experiment that was done, I think it was in the 1930s or something like that, the double slit experiment. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. And um, I get this information and then I convert it into my language and my beliefs and my understanding. And so the double slit experiment, what they did was they were, you know, being bored scientists looking for things to do, I suppose. Why do and, these people um, have jobs? Like, we, do we pay them to I just know, sit around like, and think about this stuff? <laughs> we pay them to do this, but then, like, it changed the world, right? Yeah. Because what, what they were doing was they had a laser and they were looking at what would happen if they um, to put two slits in a piece of paper and a white wall, what would happen to the laser if it went through the splits, right? Mm-hmm. Slits. And, of course, what happened was the laser went through the slit and the other end there was a slit, in, you know, there was a, a mark on the wall. But just like, um, you know, crazy scientists 
they tend to forget things and they've walked out of the room and left the laser on, gone to lunch or whatever happened, and they come back and there's these this mess on the back of the wall and they're like, what's going on? So what they discovered is that when you're looking at the laser and you're observing it, it becomes pinpoint accuracy. It's a singularity. And so when you're focused on the singularity, you've got that one point. But when they weren't observing it, it became a wave of potential. And so you are in this potential, but there is no accuracy to it because you're sort of in, in it can go and be influenced by anything. The TV that you're watching, you know, your, your mother's advice, whatever it might be, right? So if you're not focused on what you want to create, then you're being influenced by all this stuff outside of you or and your unconscious behavior. And so you're just in this wave of potential and nothing's really happening. And um, it completely changed science because now all science experiments recognize that there is a percentage of the intention of the science scientists doing the tests that will influence that result. So they know that that they they've got to factor that in. Yep. But bring that into love, wealth, relate you know, like relationships. If you're not focused, you're being influenced by external sources and internal influence from your old patterns of behavior. So coming to you and going, oh yeah, like <laughs> I because I, I had all this stuff and I knew that already, but I hadn't recognized it in the marketing because marketing is not my forte, right? So to come to you and go and you go, well, which one do you want to focus on first? And we decided on the relationship. Like that, that was the piece that I was missing, you know? So particles behave differently when they're being observed than they do without yes. observation because inherently observation creates intention because you can't truly as a human observe things objectively. Objectivity is not something that we can embody as humans. We experience it in the collective, but we don't experience it within the human within the human construct. We can't be objective. And so intention is mm -hmm. always there. But if you're loose with your intention, then the intention of others begins to influence your intention because you're not choosing it. You're just allowing yourself to be influenced. And so if people around you believe that you can't make money and you don't have a stronger belief than theirs, then you will adopt their belief patterns, which is why we get conditioned as children is because we don't have the strong enough belief patterns quite yet. At least not most of us. My daughter might be an exception. <laughs> so like we don't have those pieces in place. And so therefore our parents core values and beliefs come to structure us. And so when we remove that constraint of other people's influences and we only focus on what our intention is, this is when we laser focus. And that's why we call it laser focus, right? Focused. It's yes. because we're yeah. moving it into the intentional field. And when so you become in the state of saying, I intend to feel a certain way, then you can allow that to come to fruition and so it's something that it, it's a crazy way of like thinking about it, but it's that collective knowing focused. And so obviously in omniscience, there's so much to fuck. I mean, it's literally everything to know, right? <laughs> so we can't know it all because our human brains are not capable of holding the capacity of omniscience. And so we're here in a human experience focused in this one human experience 
And so we are limited by the parameters of it, but we chose that limitation. And so when you realize that you're the one choosing it, you can create it from a different angle. Um, a study that that got me on this shit was the stuff about the rats that were in the UK versus the rats that were in the US. So I don't remember the dates. I'm, I'm bad at remembering all the date shit because I don't care. Because <laughs> time, yeah, time's yeah. not real. <laughs> time's not yeah. real, so I don't concern myself with dates. Okay, so <laughs> once upon a time, they there were there was a flood in 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 london right and so the the rats like all died okay all the rats died and there was a flood it killed them all except for a very small group of them and the very small group of them had adapted and like learned to swim in this certain way through the flood that allowed them to get out and escape and so then years later there was another flood in the us and none of those rats died they yeah, all wow. they all knew how yeah. to swim and do this thing right to get out of the flood they all knew exactly what to do and so they didn't die and so they were like what the fuck like how is this possible and so then they tested them because they're like well it must they were thinking that it was like a genetic correlation it's like well maybe one of these rats from this town came to this and it was like that was like the founder rat of the u.s right <laughs> so they oh they did like genetic screening t with the rats and there was no commonalities so it wasn't a genetic carrier. It's collective knowing, right? And so yes, and that's it. It just clicks into place yeah. and they just knew. And and animals are in it, right? Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have that conscious, yeah, like they, they don't have the barriers. we've got choice, right? We can choose not to listen to all of this and we can choose to listen to it, right? Whereas they're just in that space. It's why birds yeah, migrate. Yeah, I've never heard that story before. So, yeah. It's why birds migrate, right? Even if they're not mm. with their flock and they've been separated and they weren't modeled by their parents, they will still migrate. It's why salmon swim upstream right? It's the yeah. collective knowing and they have conscious access to it at all times because there's they don't create the limitation of being human. Our human constraint, our theme park, our bodies are a theme park where we come here to play this silly little game where we um, suspend our omniscience for a lifetime or two to fuck around and find out. That's what we're here doing. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. When you know that, you stop taking shit so seriously and you start like enjoying it and, and applying the intention of what you desire, which is exactly what I see you doing. And you guys are getting a tiny taste of Elizabeth, but I'm around her quite a bit. Um, and I can tell there's just there's this conscious level of joy. Like even in the things like we're working on, where it's like we're working on a fucking sales page and you want to pull your fucking hair out, right? So it's like Oh my so, God. <laughs> even like do I have to even in her like <laughs> levels of frustration, there's still this like certain joy that doesn't get tethered to the doom and gloom. And obviously I've worked with a lot of fucking clients and most clients go into a doom and gloom kind of state, right? Where there's like, I can't do this, the frustration, and then we work on it and we go around the other side. But you have the same thing that I have is like, I just already know there's another side. And so like whatever temper tantrum I'm having right now, like I just let myself yeah. have it as a three-year-old. And it's like, it's just not that serious. Like I'm going to fucking throw a temper tantrum and I'm going to wake up from my nap and I'm going to be the sweetest, lovingest, babyest, everything, whatever, right? Because I already know that there's another side. And so I, I'm here to experience the emotion. And so that's what allows me to move through things very quickly. And I see that same thing happening for you, which is of course why you make the money so quickly. It's like you made like $23,000 in, in freaking 18 days or something stupid. And then you're like, and I just closed an $18,000 painful client. <laughs> and yeah, for the, for, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's one of the things. Like we are so conditioned, aren't we, you know, like the beliefs that we don't even recognise that we've got. And then when you go, ah, I didn't realise that I had this belief that all my clients were going to do payment plan. And as soon as I recognised that, it was like, Majority of my, I closed one last night before I oh. came back home. <laughs> well, know, like, thanks yeah. for sharing. <laughs> you know, because like when when you go, ah, oh, okay, people can pay in full. Yeah, they can. And so, majority of my clients pay in full now. Yep. Just because I changed my thought about it. Yeah. That's it. And when you shift the intention of the belief, everything around you shows up. The laser shines differently, right? And it's an incredible thing to witness. And I, I also feel like for me is that when I'm around other people that feel that way and have that knowing, mine gets stronger, right? So it's like the collective assimilation makes it so that it moves forward, which is why masterminds like can be so powerful in that. Because if you get a whole bunch of people or five, I mean, even five or six, right? You get five or six people that believe in the collective knowing who are all accessing it. And then you're like, I close the client. They're like, I close the client. I made money. This crazy thing happened. And the more you acknowledge it, the faster it happens because the more you realize it to be true. Mm, Confirmation absolutely. Bias. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmation yes, bias. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so I could talk to, I could talk to you about this shit all day, and I will in Telegram. <laughs> right. um, but thank you so much for sharing your all of the magic and all of these things. And I know that right now we have this big, cool focus in all of the love stuff. Um, so everyone in the audience, if you're looking for the love of your life, understand that you don't need to look for them. That's the wrong thing. Okay, yes. stop looking for the love of your life um, and get a hold of Elizabeth because she will show you a completely different state of being to allow that connection to just magically happen. And that is exactly how it happened for me as well. So I fully believe in the things. I know. I've heard your story. And, you know. <laughs> um, so please, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about where they can find you. Tell us about the Facebook group. Tell us all the things and we'll put it in the show notes for everyone. So um, predominantly on Facebook, I, I find that's my um, best place. Uh, I have a link tree, so that's a really good, I'll, I'll give that to you. But um, my Facebook group is called Awakening Wild Women, Choosing Conscious Relationships. So um, that's where, you know, we do all of the things to bring that understanding and, and remind women how powerful they are and and to step into the magic that we just innately have inside of us right so um yeah i'll i'll share the links you guys you all gotta wake up and come play with us because we're gonna make a private island okay it's gonna be just like wonder woman yes. <laughs> okay we're gonna make yeah, a private yeah. island and we're all gonna live on it and do whatever the fuck we want because we know that we can <laughs> Absolutely. So get out yeah. there, guys. Take off your pants. Take off those limiting beliefs. Take off your meat suit for a minute and remember who the fuck you really are. Um, get out there, do all those unicorn things, and we will catch you in the next episode. For more trouble, go to realunicornsdon'twearpants.com. Hit that subscribe button and remember hashtag fuck pants.